just uh, <laughs> pop the top on a Dasani sparkling 0% juice drink. <laughs> I'm in the um, carport studio tonight and I thought to myself when I came in, I really hope I'm not joined by any uninvited co-hosts of the insect variety and I look down and I see that there's a mosquito feasting on my wrist. So, um, that's great. Unfortunately, I've already been, I've already been attacked. <laughs> um, hopefully you weren't too traumatized by the live podcasting of the, of the last episode, but I just decided to go with it. That's what happened. And so that's what you got. Anyway, I'm here tonight, episode seven. And, um, I thought that I would do, well, first of all, I got my first email. The show got its first email and I was thrilled. <laughs> I was thrilled to receive that email. So, um, if you're, if you're thinking like, oh, you know, I bet she gets like hundreds of emails. She won't even notice. No, the, the, tr the answer is no, I got one. I got one email. So I will totally notice. But I'm being totally facetious, by the way. <laughs> I don't even think there's a hundred people. Um, I don't even think I know a hundred people. Well, I guess I probably know a hundred people. I don't think I know a hundred people that would listen to the show. So that was a joke. But um, anyway, I loved it. It was so fun to get an email. So please send me an email if you're if you're listening. You can send it to oddlyadulting at gmail dot com or as of about forty two minutes ago, you can now converse with me on Instagram. So I went ahead and I started an account on Instagram called oddly adulting with the recognizable pink flamingo as my profile picture. And so I thought that would be a fun way to interact with people. And I'll explain a little more why, um, in a minute, because it all, it all ties together. It's all going to tie together. So, um, what I wanted to talk about tonight is that the progression of thinking about doing a podcast to doing a podcast to deciding what to do with the podcast and like what to name the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. How many times can I say podcast in three minutes? Um, was the, the subject matter, like I mentioned in a previous episode was just that there's odd there's odd things about my life and I couldn't think of just one thing that I wanted to talk about because I have a bunch of very eclectic, I have an eclectic mix of interests. And so I didn't want to get stuck into just one because truthfully, I don't really think I don't, I'm not an expert in really anything. Um, I don't have that one thing. Like I've hopped around. Um, I spent, you know, five years as a public school teacher and then I spent, a couple years as a doula and training, um, with a midwife. And then I taught childbirth classes and now I'm a realtor. And so I don't really have a, I don't have one thing that I have made like my life's work that I'm any level of expert on. So I just thought, you know what, I'll just do like the pick of the mix and just whatever sounds interesting to me or whatever comes up all that's what I'm going to go with. So I was thinking, um, about the whole naming the podcast oddly adulting and it came out of, 
an idea that I had, which came from a hashtag that I came up with. So let me explain. Um, I had kind of an odd childhood, I guess. I mean, it wasn't, um, it wasn't super interesting. Like we didn't live in any, you know, exotic place or, um, you know, like off the grid or I don't know. There's, there's, it was a pretty middle class, I guess, (laughs) middle class, you know, white upbringing. Um, but I had, you know, things that I was interested in as a kid that was a little odd compared to my same age peers. And so, um, you know, one example would be like that I love musicals. So, um, most kids my age were watching things like the Disney movies, you know, or, um, I don't know. Let's see. In the eighties, it would have been stuff like Indiana Jones or back to the future or, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but I was watching musicals, you know, because my mom had subscribed me to a musical of the month mailing club. And so every month I got a new musical mailed to me, probably on VHS. I'm going to assume it was VHS. And, um, so like, you know, I'd go to school a bit. Oh my gosh, I watched the best movie this week and it was so good. And they're like, oh yeah, what movie was it? And I'm like, it was, um, the pajama game, you know, like with Doris Day and people would be like, I'm sorry, what, what movie did you watch? And in case you're wondering what that noise was, I had another creature visit me in the studio. Oh boy. I'm starting to think there might be an issue with crumbs out here. But anyway, okay. Back to the topic. I, uh, yeah. So like, I liked things that were kind of, uh, you know, odd, a little bit funny, a little bit weird. Um, and like my brother and I would do a lot of imagination type stuff in the backyard. Like, um, we pretended that, um, our swing set, we had this, we had a swing set that was a, a regular normal looking swing set with swings and stuff. But then we had this other play structure that was kind of, I don't know what it, what it was originally, but it came with the house. When my parents bought the house, it was already there and it had a, um, a a tire nailed to a post and it didn't really like the tire was hanging off the side of the post where we just never were, were really sure what that tire was supposed to do. Like, it didn't, I don't know. It just, we weren't sure. You know, it wasn't a tire swing. It wasn't like, um, one of those, have you ever seen those tires that they cut to look like a, like a pony? You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Probably not anyone, Bueller, anyone, (laughs) but you know, they like somehow slice up the tire so that it's got like a head on it and they hang it from a string and a kid can sit on it. Like they're sitting on a saddle and. Well, anyway, um, it wasn't like that. It was just a tire nailed to a post. So we came up with the idea that it was a portal, like a time traveling portal. And so we would like climb through it, you know, and that's how we would time travel. So anyway, lots of, um, lots of imagination going on, that kind of stuff. So, um, I also really love to read. 
and um, discovered the Nancy Drew series pretty quickly and and loved that because there was like a hundred books, you know, you could really probably never run out of Nancy Drew books to read. And so, um, you know, I really fancied myself like a sleuth, you know, a Titian haired sleuth in a smart jacket, you know, driving a convertible. <laughs> um, Side note, it is so cringy now. I, like, I challenge any of you that were Nancy Drew readers in your youth, go try and read one now. Like, the originals. Like, the first one. It's so cringy. It is so cringy. I mean, other than it being completely full of SAT prep vocabulary, the subject matter, <laughs> the... um societal and cultural references of the time, like so cringy. I was only able to read one of them out loud to my kids. And after that, I was like, oh, wow, I'm not going to be able to make it through any more of these. I thought I carried, I have a collection of them still. They take up an entire, the top shelf in my bookcase in our living room is all Nancy Drew. And so I was really like, yes, this is going to be awesome. You know, I'm going to read Nancy Drew. We'll read all of them together. And I read one and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. But anyway, back in the day before I was woke or whatever you call it, loved me some Nancy Drew, really wanted to be a detective. So I was always like looking for mystery. So one day my brother and I got off the school bus and we're walking from the corner to our house and it wasn't a long walk. But as we passed all of the houses, we noticed that there was a word written on the curb at the bottom of everybody's driveway. And it was the same word at everybody's driveway. And it was not a word that either of us were familiar with. Okay. Um, so we were like, what in the world? What is this? Like, it's a mystery. Oh, it's a mystery. We should solve the mystery. So we decide that we're going to solve the mystery. So obviously I'm Nancy Drew. And he's one of the Hardy Boys. And so we go home and we tell our mom, because this was the 80s or the early 90s, we're like, we're going to go play outside. And she's like, okay, bye. So we go inside the house and we gather all the supplies that we would need to be detectives and solve the mystery. And so that included like a big stack of paper and a pen and a clipboard. All right. And so we took our paper down to the end of the driveway and we t took our pen and we traced the word onto the paper. And then we were like, okay, I mean, in order to find out who wrote this word on everybody's driveway, obviously we need handwriting samples. So then we took a fresh piece of paper and we wrote the word at the top of the paper and we clipped it to our clipboard. And then we went, <laughs> we went door to door you know, or ring the doorbell. Hi, um, we're trying to solve a mystery. Um, can you, can you do us a favor? Can you write this word on this piece of paper? <laughs> so everybody that answered the door, which I guess I, my memory is not a thousand percent clear on this, but you know, I would assume that some of them were adults, but, and some of them were kids, but I distinctly remember getting several people, you know, to open the door and to, dutifully copy the word for us so that we could have our handwriting sample. 
And then, you know, we did that for a while. Like, we went around the neighborhood, and then, um, by that time, we were like, okay, we should probably go home. You know, it's probably for dinner. Like, we'll keep working on this, you know, tomorrow or another day or whatever. So, I took the, um, I took the clipboard with the word traced and then the handwriting sample page, and I put it in my desk drawer. Went to bed, got up the next day, went to school. Came home from school that day, and my mom is like, we need to have a talk. Oh, okay. What is it? <laughs> so we go upstairs to my room and she opens my desk drawer and like side note, so violated. I can remember being so mad that she had gone in my desk drawer. She opens my desk drawer and she pulls my clipboard out and she's like, well, do you want to explain yourself? And I'm like, well, yes. Um, so yesterday when we were walking home from the bus, we saw this word and it was written on every driveway. So we copied it so that we traced it. And then we went around and we got handwriting samples from everybody because we were going to solve the mystery of who wrote the word. And at some point during the time that I'm explaining like her, her, you know, face, like her expression starts to change. And then she's like kind of laughing, trying to hold it, hold back some laughter. And I'm like, why? What's the big deal? And she's like, <laughs> well, you are going to be in really big trouble because this is a very bad word. <laughs> and I don't think I have to tell you what the word was, but it shares some of the same letters as fire truck. <laughs> so, like, can you just imagine a, a kid... Like an odd little kid with her odd little brother walking around the neighborhood and they, they knock on your door and they hand you, <laughs> they hand you a clipboard <laughs> with this word written on it. And, you know, if you're like maybe the fifth or sixth house that they visited, it's written on the page if, several times. I mean, how did nobody, how, why did no one call my mom? <laughs> like, why did no one pick up the phone and be like, hey. Kids are walking around the word around the the neighborhood with the you know the word this word written on a clipboard, and they're asking people to take handwriting. <laughs> like, where was everybody? What was everybody doing that they didn't think they needed to tell my mom what was happening? I mean, it's so funny to me. Like, that is the difference in, I guess, I mean, generational for sure, but like parenting for sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what those parents MO was like, was it just live and let live? Was it like they were just, they thought it was funny and they were just like in on the joke. I mean, I don't know what it was, but tell me what would happen now. Like if a kid did something like, first of all, would a kid even be allowed to walk around the neighborhood? I'm trying to think of how old we would have been. Like, I know I would have been at least because we moved to that house when I was like eight. So we would have been between the ages of eight and I mean, we moved, we moved out of that house when I was 15. So sometime between eight and 15. And I don't think it was like on the 12, 13, 14 end of the spectrum. I think it was like the eight, nine, 10, eight, nine, 10 end of the spectrum. So, oh my gosh. Anyway. So yeah, when I think about it, like, that I was an odd kid. I had some odd interests for sure. Like the musical of the month club, the Nancy Drew, I'm a sleuth business, um, all of that. <laughs> so, 
Um, and I think my husband was a little bit odd too. Um, I don't know. I didn't know him growing up, but, um, but anyway, so when we had kids, like we decided, um, you know, we don't, we don't want to do just like the normal stuff with them. And so one of the things we decided really early on was we wanted them to play outside a lot. Like we wanted them to have as much freedom as we could give them that was reasonable, you know, and like wouldn't get defects called on us. Um, because he had great memories of playing outside as a kid. I had less great memories of playing outside. I didn't love playing outside as a kid. I did, obviously. My brother really loved playing outside. So he was always trying to pull me outside. Like, come on, let's play time machine. Come on, let's dig a hole. You know, come on. So I got, you know, I did get time outside, but I didn't love it. I think like my husband loved it. So he really was big on them playing outside. So when we bought our first house and the kids were growing, we had our, our, well, actually we had all three. We brought all three kids. Well, no, I take that back. Our youngest, our oldest daughter was, um, like five, six months old when we bought the house. Um, so she was an infant there and then our second daughter was born there. And then our third daughter, we brought home from the hospital there. And then when she was two, we moved to our current house, but we lived in this other house and we lived and it was just in a subdivision, you know, it was just a starter home. It was very, what you would expect, you know, and it, it had like an almost one acre lot. So that was great. We thought that was really awesome. And it had a backyard, but it didn't have much of a backyard and it had no fence and it had basically no grass. But as soon as he was capable of figuring out how to do it, um, my husband figured out, he like cleared a path. We had, it was wooded. The back, the backyard was wooded. He cleared a path through the woods where if you're a kid and you're in those woods and you're a little short stack, you know, you feel like you're super far away from the house. But like if you're the mom standing in the kitchen, which our our house was a, it had an, um, a basement, a drive, drive, like the garage was in the basement. Oh, hi train. Um, and then, um, a deck off of, so it was, it was two stories, but the, you know, downstairs was a basement. I'm making this way too complicated trying to explain this. Basically from the kitchen window, I could see the whole backyard and I could see exactly where they were, no matter where they were, because it was looking down onto the yard. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say, but they would love going out there. And so like my husband just felt really strongly. He's like, you just need to let them go outside. And I'm like, honey, there's nothing for them to do out there. He's like, they'll find stuff to do. They'll find stuff to do. I'm like, they need a swing set. He's like, no, they don't. They have sticks. They have trees. They have pine straw. They have everything they need. You know, give them a shovel. And I'm like a shovel. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so anyway, they would go out there and they would build like forts, you know, one time I went out there and they had put, they had built kind of a really impressive little lean to, um, and at some point we got a little flock of backyard chickens. Yes. In a neighborhood, we had backyard chickens, we had six chickens. And so it was their job to go out and let the chickens graze around in the backyard. And so the chickens would follow them around like little puppies. It was so cute. And eventually we did get some kind of like, probably at a, at a yard sale or something. Um, a slide, just a stand, one of those standalone, like little tyke slides. And so like one day I look out and they're putting the chickens down the slide, you know, <laughs> and I call out, they're like, what are you doing? They're like, we're training them for the circus. Okay. So eventually though, they kind of outgrew that backyard. And like I said, 
my husband really wanted them to have the play outside outdoor type lifestyle that he had as a kid. And also, you know, I was trying to make my mark on the children. And so, um, when we started letting them watch TV, I didn't want them to be, I did well because selfishly I didn't want to be subjected to the annoying TV shows. I had enough friends who were already parents that had warned me about certain shows like Caillou. Apparently he whines a lot. Don't let the kids watch Caillou. So I was really selective with what I would let them watch, but some of the choices were a little, you know, like, uh, singing in the rain, for example, that it's normal for a three-year-old to watch singing in the rain, right? (laughs) Or what was another one? Um, the music man, not the original though, because that guy was creepy. So we started with the, um, the remake, which was, what's his name? Oh man, I'm not gonna be able to remember her name either. Kristen. Kristen. Oh gosh, this is embarrassing. Anyway, plenty, uh, plenty of opportunities from both parents to have what we started calling an odd childhood. So on my personal Instagram account, I just started documenting some of these odd parenting choices or odd guiding principles that we were subjecting our children to. And, um, and so I started using the hashtag, you know, hashtag an odd childhood and it had been going for a while. So anytime I felt like they did something that was super cute or just super odd or whatever, you know, outside maybe what the cultural norms are, um, for fun, I would, because really anytime I do a hashtag, I'm, I mean, most of the time I'm making fun of myself. So I'm making fun of our odd lifestyle when I do this. I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to say that it's better or that it's right or anything like that. It's really just, it's really just funny to me and ironic that this is the way we live. So they're, they're experiencing an odd childhood brought on partially by the fact that, you know, both of us had kind of odd childhoods. So, um, one of the one of the best things that we've done that has allowed them to really fully embrace their multi, their multifaceted propensity for oddness is that um, we when we um, bought our house, our current house that we live in, we have four acres, and we wanted um, we just wanted enough land that they could you know get away from us but still, and have some space to roam, but you know, not, we didn't want to have too, too much, just a little, we just wanted a little, you know, we wanted to have a few more chickens and we want to have a little more room and all that kind of stuff. So we found the perfect setup, um, with a little house, four bedroom house on four acres. And the house is at the front of the property. And so like the house is on the first half acre and it's relatively close to the road. Um, and to the train, as you have experienced. And then the back, the whole backyard is like their domain. So my husband set to work making a trail through the woods, but this is like a real trail, like so real that last year we actually blazed the trail because he got kind of caught up with work and hobbies and stuff and he didn't clear the path. He didn't take the take the mower up and clear it as many times as he normally had in the years past. And so we kind of like almost lost track of the trail. So we went out there. That was one of our, um, one day for our 
nature walk portion of our homeschooling um, week. Ideally, the curriculum that I use says that we're supposed to go on a nature walk every week, or maybe it's every day. I don't know. We don't, but I really try. I really try to do it at least once a week. And so we were doing our nature walk, and it was really hard to pick out the trail from under all the fallen leaves because all the leaves had just fallen off the tree. So we actually made it our activity the next week. We went out there and we blazed the trail with hot pink spray spray paint um, that we found in the shed. So anyway, we fully intended like, let's buy some land and let's really like, let's really invest, you know, in this idea of giving them an odd childhood. Like they're already homeschooled, so that's odd, but let's like really let our freak flag fly, you know? So, um, we had in the backyard, well, first of all, it's beautiful. It was beautiful when we moved in gardens because the lady who, um, built the house and then lived here for almost 40 years was a master gardener. And she has planted, she planted something for every season, like winter, spring, summer, fall, there is always something coming up in the backyard. And they, um, their daughter got married in the backyard. So at some point in time, they put in all these beautiful, like terraced paved, you know, walking paths through all the, it was gorgeous. So gorgeous. When we moved in also super overwhelming. Also, I'm terrible at growing anything, I guess, except babies. I did that successfully three times, but I will kill, I can kill a succulent. That's how bad it is. So, but out there in the backyard, in the middle of this beautiful, like enchanted garden, um, there was a potting shed and the front half of it, um, had a place to hang a swing. So thankfully we had a porch swing that we brought from our old house. So we hung our swing out there. And then on the back half of it, it was what she had used for a potting shed. So it had a brick floor and it had a, like a, at waist height, kind of like a table. And it, I mean, full of pots, completely full of pots. So I don't remember where all the pots went, but, um, Anyway, I said, I told my husband, I was like, I want to turn it into a little house, like a, like a playhouse. And he's like, okay, what, like, what do you mean? Like what kind? And I'm like, okay, well, so I saw this idea on Instagram. I'm like, bear with me, but there's this lady that I follow on Instagram. She's called Woodser mom. She's got nine kids. They live on a farm and she got, she gave her girls a playhouse and she put a wood stove in it. And I want to get the kids a wood stove. And he was like a wood burning stove, like for them to play with, like, but to put, to make fires in, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that is awesome. <laughs> so he was totally on board, totally on board. Can y'all hear my dog barking in the background? Hold on. I'll be real quiet. Now she stops. Olive. Shh. Hush. So we were able to find them a tiny, it's like miniature. It's almost like it was made for children to play with (laughs) a tiny wood burning stove for 20 bucks at an antique store. Now it didn't have a stove pipe. So for the first couple of months that we had it out there, it was just for fun and just for play. But then Santa came in, Santa came in with the stove pipe and also a roof because the back part of the potting shed, um, the roof had a whole bunch of moss overgrown on it and stuff. So it would leak in a, in a heavy downpour. And so Santa that year, the first Christmas that we lived here, 
was a little house Christmas and Santa went all out. He brought a stovepipe. He brought a tin roof. He brought, um, what's it called? Cast iron skillet for the stove. He brought fabric for them to have skirts made out of. He brought bonnets. He brought a peppermint stick, a tin cup, a penny in the stocking. It was so awesome. I was super jealous. I was like, this is the type of Christmas I would have loved as a child. I don't think I ever would have thought to have a wood-burning stove in a playhouse, but still, it was super awesome. So, for the last four years that we've lived here, they have their own little house out in the backyard with a wood-burning stove. And we've collected all kinds of stuff for it. We put um, a little table. Somebody was moving and didn't have room for this little picnic table on their moving truck. So we took that out there. Another friend of mine was getting rid of an old trunk. So I snagged that for them so they could keep all their dishes and stuff. And um, it's just been so cool. It's been so cool to see how they have just totally embraced their little backyard kingdom and all of the fun stuff that they do. They'll go and they'll, on the right, if the temperature is just right and the bugs aren't biting, they will go out there and they will spend absolutely all day out there. In fact, one day last year, my oldest daughter was like, I want to have a, I want to have a homestead party. And I was like, what's a homestead party? And she said, I want, I want to invite my friends, my two friends over. And I want us to spend all day in the little house. And I want us to cook three meals out there on the stove. And I'm like, awesome. Sure. How about it? So they waited until I think it was, I want to say it was either, oh, okay. It was in the spring. Yeah, that's right. She got the idea in the winter and I said, listen, you'll freeze. It's, it's like legitimately too cold for you to go. She's like, no, no, we'll stay warm over the fire. And I'm like, no, seriously, it's pretty cold. Like y'all, y'all from the South, you're not exactly resilient in the cold temperatures. Like it gets below 50 and you guys start to cry every time we go outside. (laughs) So I made them wait until the winter and so, or until the winter was over and made them wait until spring. And so in the spring, um, in like March, the forecast looked good for a warm week. So we planned it. So they did, they had a homestead party and they stayed outside all day and they made themselves all their meals out there. They got it. They have a tea kettle, you know, Uh, anyway, anyway, so My children are fully, they're fully living in odd childhood, like partly because we've made them be that way. And so I started using the hashtag, you know, hashtag an odd childhood. And, um, just as a side note, a while back, I had a friend text me and she's like, okay, I'm just going to ask. She's like, what is a no DD childhood? (laughs) Cause she, she had spelled it out to a no DD And then childhood, she's like, I know it doesn't mean designated driver, but like, is it like device, a no device something childhood? And I was like, oh, it never occurred to me that it wouldn't just obviously look like I wanted it to look. I said, no, it just, it's odd, an odd childhood. She's like, I have been wondering that for so long. And I'm like, well, I bet you're not the only one. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So at some point along the way, I started hashtagging odd things that I would do as an odd adulthood. So I'm just going to take a second. I'm going to, I'm going to grab my phone here and I'm going to take a little stroll. I'm going to look back through my latest things and see if I can figure one, see where I did an odd 
adulthood. Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Let's see, was that one? There's plenty. Oh, let's see. When I wrote a, I wrote an ode to a new pair of shoes. That was particularly odd. Um, there was the one where I brought a, <laughs> I brought a, a lounge chair, a zero gravity lounge chair in the car with me for about two months. Everywhere I went, I took my zero gravity lounge chair because I had what I thought was a nagging back injury. I've had some back issues, um, like since I was pregnant with my first baby and, um, so the only way I could get comfortable was in my zero gravity chair. But eventually after two months of that, I went and saw a doctor and determined, no, actually my hip was out of joint. Like I was walking around with my hip out of joint for two months. And so it was causing residual back problems. So anyway, that was definitely one of the odder things I've tried as an adult. But anyway, I said all that to say that I started an Instagram account for the podcast right before I came in here to record this podcast. So if you're on Instagram, or even if you're not, I think you can look on Instagram even if you don't have an account. Or maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, anyway, you can go on Instagram and you can now find me. My account is called Oddly Adulting. It's got the recognizable pink flamingo as my picture. And what I would love, what I would so love is for anybody that wants to, to start using the hashtag, hashtag an odd adulthood. Show me what odd stuff you're doing. Like follow me so that we're friends or whatever. So that, or yeah, is that how that works? Follow, you follow me and then I'll follow you, follow you back. I should probably have like researched how to use Instagram. <laughs> I know how to use it, but I guess, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not an expert at anything at this point in my life, but, um, you follow me let me follow you back and then you can post things about whatever odd stuff you're doing, whatever odd adulthood you're living out, hashtag it and then I can see it and I would love to interact on that because I think we all have our little oddities, right? It's not just me, right? Right? <laughs> all right. Well, that was 35 minutes of podcasting for tonight. And, um, I was talking to my dad yesterday. He has listened to the podcast and he wanted me to know that people really start to tune out when it starts to get close to an hour. So I might want to keep that in mind for future podcasts. So this is me keeping that in mind and keeping it somewhat brief. So hopefully you've been able to get at least two baskets of laundry folded, or maybe you've done a complete round of school drop off or school pickup or something, or maybe you have purged and decluttered your dining room, whatever it is that you did. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to leave me a comment or send me an email or Instagram me, I would love that. I really, really did. It really super made my day when somebody sent me an email and it wasn't, I wasn't just getting like spam email. It was awesome. So that's it. If you made it to the end of this, you know what I'm going to say. I love you. And Jesus does too. Bye.
And the intro music is by Kevin McLeod. Winner, winner. <laughs>